What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 54. Today with my guest Ray Rudin of the band Bond and Bentley here in Baltimore, Maryland. He also has been releasing uh, music as a solo artist as well under his namesake. Uh, Ray has been a veteran of the local scene here for about 15 years or so, and he's been touring around the country during that time as well. His new song is featured on this episode, and it's called Jigsaw. It has a real cool music video to go with it as well, which we talked about during the interview. We also got into talking about some of his stories over the years, including uh, sneaking into a secret Justin Timberlake show at South by Southwest, uh, punching the singer of Good Charlotte in the face, and being robbed at Guitar Center, among other things. So it was definitely a well-rounded chat. Um, I want to thank Ray for coming on, and thank you for listening and supporting local music. Please hit the subscribe button to either Bond and Bentley or the podcast, wherever you may be listening. You can also subscribe to Ray's solo page if you like the song. It always helps both of us out. But uh, other than that, uh, the new podcast t-shirts are in, so if you want one of those, let me know. They're super comfy, super soft. As always, too, if you're listening to this and you personally have new music coming out, feel free to hit me up. It's always possible we can do an episode, you never know. But uh, a little busier these days than it used to be. So, yeah, without uh, further ado, Ray Roden of Bond and Bentley. run into you once before at Fishhead, maybe yeah uh, hanging out open mic and stuff like that and i know you you were booking at jimmy's i think this summer or maybe all the time oh uh, um, i not not anymore dude the the owner's taking it over himself so i'm i have okay. no responsibilities yeah <laughs> i got you well anyway um like i said my name is brett and uh, recently started a podcast here for the uh the part-time rock stars as it were although you might be a little bit more in the the full-time ballpark i don't know um i i i'm i'm a full-time worker yeah so i'm i'm i'm, I'm playing music as many nights a week as they'll let me do it sweet and yeah you've been doing it a long time too right i mean easily probably more than 10 years right oh yeah oh yeah, yeah i think we uh, i mean uh 15 yeah because how old is bond and bentley i mean that's at least 10 uh, years yeah yeah, Bonnie bon, bon Millie's uh, about 15 years old, and uh, I quit my um, job. Uh, I was working at Blockbuster <laughs> part-time, and uh, that was the last job I had. And uh, <clears throat> I haven't worked anywhere since, but I've had a couple of random bartending jobs here and there, but like, yeah. uh, pretty much I've been a full-time musician ever since. That's what's up. Yeah, so, man, and definitely a, a veteran of the scene. Um, well, thanks for coming on, you know, it's cool to get, get everybody, whether, uh, you know, obviously don't want to discriminate against the full-timers. Um, I myself <laughs> am kind of a, a part-timer and 
usually that's who I ended up talking to is just people I know. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, basically what I'll do too, uh, after this chat's over is I'll kind of give people the rundown in the intro. So like I'll add, add a little intro about you and, and all that stuff. So we don't really need to go through every little detail or anything, but like that, but I've been listening to your stuff today, just catching up and making sure I'm still up to date. Um, I still follow you on Spotify and, and stuff like that. That's um, awesome, man. I figured uh, probably off the get-go, we'd just talk about maybe your latest release. I just would assume that's probably what you want to promote, but we yeah, can sure. really talk about any of them or anything that you got going on, whether it's new video shoots or new releases or anything like that. Um, I'm doing whatever you want. Whatever you want to know, man. Like whatever you want to talk about. Whatever, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. You you got in mind? I'm 100 percent down for all of it. So, you know, if you want to talk like how to transition from part timer to full timer, you want to talk um, about like just just the, the grind in and of itself. I'm I'm or whatever, dude. Count me in for all of it. Whatever you want to talk about. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, kind of getting your story would be cool. Um, I honestly, you know, only okay. know you in in passing really and kind of like you said how you transitioned into playing full-time and um you know you mentioned blockbuster so i got that but really uh yeah i don't don't know too much about your story so we might as well just start there okay cool are you are are we rocking and rolling we're rocking and rolling yep all right cool man all right well uh so i uh so i started out um as a uh a, a restaurant manager mm-hmm. um so i um went to culinary school and uh my plan was to be a chef or run a bar run a, run a thing and uh i did that for a few years and realized that that just like was uh even though i went to school for it was not the answer um i know i had like a creative thing inside of me that you know i played in a band in high school and uh i knew that like i wanted to do something like that i didn't want to just have a job being some sort of middle management person which there's nothing wrong with that i mean it's, it's you know it's it's steady work and it's money and like if people got to yeah. do it i respect it um but it just wasn't for me you know i knew like i had a creative thing that i wanted to get out so uh, i started playing you know open mic nights and random bar gigs so i got um, a little part-time job working at blockbuster where I, they paid for my health insurance i could work two days a week and it paid my health insurance nice um so I, yeah i did that as a part-time gig and then uh then once i was playing out enough where i didn't have to where it was like too much to even work and uh, plus obamacare bro obamacare yeah got your boy got your boy to go from part-time to full-time so because of having free health insurance yeah. from that i was able to be a full-time musician so and that's it man and that's been the, that's the last 20 years of my life so that's what i've been doing for since i got out of culinary school and cool. uh you know uh no family that no 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 kids that i know about yep. <laughs> uh, you know so one of yeah. those things and uh you know and i i believe me if i if i had a kid i probably would have to like i'd stop i'd probably have to stop all this and, and like yeah really get like get I would have to get a a real job or uh, basically a job that, that I knew was going to hit all the time. Yeah. Like COVID, for instance, really made me realize the fragility of my job because once yeah. bars closed, the first thing to go down was, was myself. 
Yeah, and even still, you know, obviously, I've been talking to musicians all around North America, not just here in the local scene. So, I mean, we've all been hitting hard, but we've also been improvising and coming up with new ways to entertain people or, you know, make a little money on the side, whether it's selling merch or um, a lot of people are live streaming and all that stuff. So I know you had a couple going, I think, over the last year or so as well. Um, Yeah. I, I did a few of those, man, and those were lifesavers, man. There was a couple of that, like a couple times where people were so amazingly generous and yeah. hooked me up with like just, um, like I, I I wouldn't have been able to pay my rent. I wouldn't have been able to get put, you know, get food. Like yeah. that literally, people came through, and it was just like I I think it was a, an amazing justification of how well i've built relationships with friends and fans over the years that like they were willing to put out of their pocket for me it was just an amazing thing dude like it's like i i really i wouldn't be able to pay my car payment i would have been i I would have a roof or med it would have been terrible and it was literally the genuineness and kindness of just relationships i've made over the years people who you know have let me crash their house or vice versa and yeah. you know people just came through crazy yeah that's awesome man that that was able to work out i mean like i said i've been from talking to all these people like uh even uh joey harkham um he picked up a job at amazon when this thing first uh started happening when the shutdown he delivered happened. to my parents house yeah <laughs> he was out there like his um, one of his last days he worked before he quit he delivered to my parents house that's awesome yeah <laughs> but but yeah um it's i don't know uh where i was gonna go with that but uh you're talking about live streams making money and uh yeah. no I, I was gonna talk about like networking and just meeting people and like this has been great for that um just even doing something simple i never would have in a million years started a podcast probably but um with the downtime lack of shows i do have a you know quote real job but um i work in healthcare. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, this is what drives me in a lot of ways. So this podcast has been fun. And I mean, um, hopefully I can support your music even just that much more through it, you know. And uh, it's cool to see. I mean, like you got your name out there, but you got the Bond and Bentley out there for sure. So I'm glad that people were able to kind of pull you through. And uh, hopefully... I mean, yeah. from looking at your uh, little itineraries that I see on Instagram and whatnot, I mean, it seems like you're picking up some gigs again and picking up some dates oh. here and there. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm hustling, boy. It's, it's, you know, I've, I've always said, like, to do it for, to do, be a musician for real, it's like hustling weed. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously. Like, yeah. it is, it's hand to mouth. It is, um, you know, if you miss it, if you miss a date, you miss a sale. You know what I'm saying? It's like it is just like it. And um, a lot of but the thing is, is uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, if I was if I was if I was doing both, we'd I'd have a much more comfortable lifestyle. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, like it's uh, it is been really cool that like all the bars and venues that had us in the past, yeah, have been like, yo, let's let's get you back as soon as possible. And, uh, you know, we've been doing, we've done a couple gigs where we discounted our rates just to kind of get back in. And luckily, yeah. after we did a couple discount shows, 
they hit us back with the regular amount. They're like, hey, man, thanks for for, for skating us on your price a little bit so yeah. we can get our out of a water. So it's been cool. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully as the weather starts getting warmer and everything, I mean, no matter what the guidelines or safety precautions are, I mean, it's always going to get better with the social distancing shows. And we'll see, you know, as things open back up, hopefully uh, oh, yeah. business will get even better. Um, I actually put on a little social distance show for this podcast uh, last summer. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to sort of continue doing stuff like that, um, probably on a little bit larger scale, hopefully. Uh, but, you know, taking it one step at a time. And obviously these these times in particular are, you know, kind of a nightmare for booking stuff. But, um, yeah, um, speaking of hustling and all that stuff, I might as well bring up uh, your latest video, I think, right, Jigsaw? Is that the... Uh, oh, yeah, man. That, that's that was a cool video, man. dude. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Charles Cavusi. Yeah, he did a great uh, job. Yeah, man, like, it was a concept that I came up with. You know, I had this kind of idea in my head about this girl mm-hmm. who's with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. and she's like a different person all the time. And you know, and then uh, found a really, really cool location. I've never ever been to Crab Town in Glen Burnie. Yeah, but like, that's where that legit, was. Man, it's got like this awesome old school arcade in the yeah. back, just with like you know, hundred pinball machines. And uh, we thought that'd be a really cool spot to do the performance shots and have the have the have it look like a cafe on the other side yeah. and did we knock that shit all out in like uh four hours that's awesome like man. one you know, yeah. like a sunday morning you know a, a friend of mine owns it and uh she was like hey, you can come in but you got to be out of here by 12 o'clock we finished yeah. at like 11 58 <laughs> yeah, yeah it's got a cool aesthetic and uh, i think you got joey mitchell in there as well yeah um, dude so jo- um, joey, joey mitchell play, he, he plays on the on the song on the okay. on the recording yeah, I feel so like he plays on, like, there. everybody's song. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the thing is, it was, like, for me, I've never had that sound on any songs I've done before, that, that uh, yeah. the upright with the bow. Yeah. And I really wanted to, I really wanted to showcase it in the video so people could know what they were hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like, 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 oh, that, that guy's, that's not, that's not a synthesizer, that's a real bowed instrument that, that bass yeah. is. And I think that really opened people's eyes to the song a little more. I'm like, yeah, okay, that is pretty cool. That's good. That's different, you know. And that's yeah. sadly that's been my biggest problem. I think with like not getting as popular as I would want to is because I don't like, you know. I think I write a lot of songs that kind of sound similar. Like, you know, they're easy to listen to, but they're also like I need to take more chances and do do yeah. add weirder shit to maybe you know, so, so so it's a little different and that was why I made sure with this was like man this song's gonna be cool because it's gonna be different than what I've normally done so yeah man at the end of the day you got nothing to lose uh, as far as like the creative process goes you know it's like if you're not some sort of super pop star then it's like might as well right. take as many chances that feel feel right you know I think I um, think even the super pop star should you know like yeah. I would, you know, I would love to see, you know, like Justin Timberlake do an acoustic album, you know, yeah. or something that's out of his wheelhouse, or, you know, I mean, I would like, you know, they don't do this anymore, but like, I remember, I don't know if you remember, like, um, Jay Z did like an unplugged where the Roots was his band, hmm. like, and it was like, that he, yeah, he did like the the Black album, and he like stripped it all down, and it was like super cool, man, and like, that's I mean, it's awesome. one of the things. That put the, What's one of the things that put the roots on the map? 
was him and they were they they showed it on MTV on regular ass MTV and uh like and it was cool and I wish that like more people in the industry would do stripped down versions of their songs to kind of show the nuts and bolts of it you know I don't know yeah it's I, 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 have, I, have plenty of, I have plenty of ideas, but none, none are, you know, I have I have no power to shake Dua Lipa and be like, girl, do an acoustic song. Yeah, yeah she's, a, she's a phenomenal singer, too, in her own right. Um, oh, my God. Cool. You know what I like about her? Not, not to sidetrack off this whole thing. Yeah, um, but I think, like, a lot of music, and, you know, it began with, like, the Britney Spears stuff where the girls – are like overly sexualized, you know, mm-hmm. in their in their music, like Lady Gaga, you know, like like or or even even how like Taylor Swift, you know, now you see her in like some of her some of her videos, like she's wearing like basically a, a bathing suit with like you know with high hit with high boots and shit. But Dua Lipa doesn't do that shit, man. Like I like yeah. I kind of dig that like, she she doesn't wear like super revealing clothes and still mm-hmm. plays pop music where some women and i might and it might just be the industry i might not, or could be a choice or whatever but like i feel like some women they mix that like sexuality plus their music and sometimes that the music gets lost you know yeah. like you start thinking about how hot beyonce yeah. is and not really whether the song was good you know yeah i mean that's a massive rabbit hole there as far as the entertainment industry as a whole oh, yeah how they've been doing it for the last however many decades but but yeah it's yeah. cool to see people take ownership of their own aesthetic and their own like thing and um especially when it's a little different you know and not just trying to do the cookie cutter mold that everybody else does yeah. so yeah she yeah, did man. catch my eye a little bit too but uh yeah i guess the, the last probably musical thing that i might figure bring up kind of on that note is uh your new song regulate um that feels like maybe you took a little, I don't know, creative jump into slightly different waters, right? I mean, kind of bring back the old school rock, hip hop feel um, sort of thing. And maybe well, that's I mean, what... I mean, you know, you know, it's a it's a cover, right? Yeah, I thought it. I thought what you were doing okay. actually was not a straight cover. Actually, I thought you. Oh no! no, no of... and, and so, so so it, it's yeah. It, it, so it's not a. It's clearly not a straight cover. It's it's, it's a it's a rap song from like the early nineties. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Warren, Warren G and Nate Dog, and uh, basically we took, and that's what that's what Joey Mitchell too. Okay, and, I thought uh, you were actually just yeah. lifting some of the lyrics off of that, and yeah. then made it into a slightly different song. So that's cool. No, um, and we we just we just basically rearranged, regulate to um, yeah, well, we yeah we just basically rearranged the song to to be bluegrass. Yeah. Like we used to like blue, okay. a bluegrass country version of it. No, like it, and that's yeah. It's cool, man. I like literally yeah. did such yeah, a good dude, job on the so cover. Funny. It's so funny. My mom my mom loves it. My mom was yeah. like, That new regulate <laughs> song you do, she's like, It's so it's so clever. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. you know, it's a cover, right? She's like, Oh, I thought you wrote no. those lyrics. I'm like, Mom, like <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not, you know, shooting down people with a gun and like picking up hoes <laughs> on the corner of twenty first yeah. and Lewis. But, uh, yeah, yeah, man. That, so yeah, that's awesome. Like ninety two. <laughs> yeah. So I thought you. Yeah. Again, I just thought you were borrowing the lyrics and kind of blending them into something new. But it, I mean, you did a yeah. great job on the cover because I mean, honestly, um, there's probably no real point in doing a cover if you're just gonna make it sound exactly 
the way exactly. the original artists did. So, I mean, if exactly. you're going to do one, at least change it up and make it sound like something reblended or remixed or re, yeah. you know, reimagined, I guess. So, yeah, um, that, let, that's let, cool. Let's actually take some creative license and go somewhere else with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I don't like, for, for instance, um, um, there's a guy uh, named uh, Ryan Adams who um, a couple years ago, not to get back on Taylor Swift, but he right, redid Taylor Swift's 1985 album. Yeah, He did it 100% like acoustic. And awesome. it made the song really explode in my mind of how well written they were. And you're just shaking your head like, damn you, Taylor. Like, look yeah. at you, girl. Like, yeah. like kill it, dude. And, it's like, and, and like, it took Ryan Adams to redo the songs to take the pop out of it and really get down to the brass tacks of it and actually show how solid of a song it is, man. And it's like, yeah. um, dude, like, uh, there's, there's a, uh, a guy named, um, Chris, I, I, I think his name's Thiele or, or Thile or, or Thiele. He used to be in a band called Nickel Creek, um, yeah. back in the day. And, uh, he's a mandolin guy and he does, um, uh, this NPR show called, uh, live from here. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they do is they take big pop songs and break them down to yeah. um, their basic roots and um, kind of show you that okay, even though it's a it's a it's a it's a pop song that you hate now because it's been on the radio for you know three months. Here's why this song is good. Here's why you like it. You know, here's the chord changes. Yeah. Here's the you know like the 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 you know the falls and lifts of the song and the reason you dig it is because it's in this key you know and they do, he does such a great job of doing that man yeah it's funny like one of my favorite little artists I guess to listen to on YouTube is like some guy who just makes like little lullabies of like pop songs or other artists yeah and they're just like easy to listen to while you're like cooking or something and it's just Dude, like yeah it's cool yeah people. man I, I I love that stuff man like. I, I love just like um, a couple years ago, I don't remember um, that Hotline Bling song, Drake, right? Maybe. That, like, so there was a girl who broke who who broke the song down to like a, just a little ukulele. Yeah. And it was so good. And it's just like, it just goes to show you that like these pop songs, okay, they drive you nuts, but there's really some gold in there. Like they have to be good. They yeah. have to be somewhat good to get to get to where they are, you know. And it's just oh, weird. Sure. Like I, I, I want to hate on them. I really do. I want to hate <laughs> on them bad. Like I just well, like there. There's so much hate in my heart for for pop music, but then you just like, you know, you well, hear it and you go, "Wow, oh, man, that's a cool little chord change there. That's a cool thing." Yeah. Damn it! Like, you know, you hear some Lady Gaga song. There's this real cool breakdown in the back. Like, you know, like you listen to, "Oh man, what's the bass doing back there?" That's okay. Fuck yeah. you, Stephanie. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you should know all the ins and outs of that. I would imagine playing uh, as many cover gigs and as many solo acoustic shows as you do. I mean, I've seen your act at least a couple times, and it's pretty clever the way you blend the medleys together and and all that stuff. Hey, and I'm sure that takes you know many years to kind of really piece it together but it gives you a greater appreciation for all those little hooks it, and stuff too it, it ta- you know what it takes it takes me listening to a lot of music in general yeah. in life like I, like I like I listen to music all the time and, I, and I'm trying to always like on Spotify find new things yeah. 
the, the radio doesn't is not going to help you anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like you used, you used to be able to, to go on DC one hundred and one on Sunday night, they would play the new musics for you, or yeah. you would go on ninety rock on Sunday. You hear like local music on ninety rock. This it's not there anymore. They don't do it anymore. So you got to go. So Spotify, I'll just be listening to things. Or, or actually, eighty nine seven. Like yeah. TMD plays a yeah. lot. Of, plays a lot of new music, or uh, ninety point five. You can get uh, WXPN from Pennsylvania, and they play a lot of new stuff. And I'll Shazam that. I'm like I, I'm usually all whenever I'm driving around, and I hear a song that just catches yeah. me. I'll Shazam it right there, and Have then been, go home and put on a playlist. Has your music been featured on uh, WTMD at all? Like either Bond and Bentley or your solo stuff? Yeah. So uh, Bond and um, Bentley uh, when we came out with our album called Complicated. Um, the title track "Complicated" was played pretty right. regularly, and that was that was probably 2015. So that's about five years ago. And yeah. then uh, I've actually just talked to Sam Sessa this week, or or, or, or sorry, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're gonna do they're gonna feature uh, me on one of the uh, local nights yeah. um, coming up soon. So that, that that'll be the song Jake saw. That they're gonna put on uh, that. That's what's up, man. Well, congrats yeah, on that. So, it's it, it's it's a labor of love, man. Because it's 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 you can't force someone to like you, you know. You just uh, can't. And, and and I and I've sent multiple radio stations, uh, multiple states, my stuff. I've sent multiple things to different management things and booking agents yeah. and stuff. And you just can't force them to like it. They're, they they just don't like it. They don't like it, you know. And that's what like, you know, you see people getting like busting their ass hard in this business trying to make it. And you you got to respect the hustle and just keep plugging at it. Eventually, someone's gonna hear it that likes it, and they're gonna help you yeah. out. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned emailing. No, I mean yeah, exactly. So all it is is grind, and it's funny you mentioned emailing college radio stations because I like to do that as well with some of my stuff just around the country yeah. for fun. Every once in a while, you get a little hit on it. Yeah. But uh, I think the most important thing maybe that you mentioned out of all of that was just being a fan of music. Like, mm-hmm. that's it sounds simple and maybe it sounds a little silly, but it's just like sometimes you kind of get the vibe from people who play it. It's like, what are you doing this for? You know, like... Are you, are you yeah. actually authentically a fan of like your own favorite bands or are you just kind of like, I don't know, doing it for attention, which is fine. Nothing against that, I guess, really. But I do think it helps I, your I, music. I, I, do, I do know some people in this business who play certain styles of music and they got into it because they liked it before and now they hate it. Yeah. And like, and I do understand that there's, there's some genres that when you do them over and over and over again, you just get sick of them. You get sick of them. And I can see it. Mm. And, you know, I got, I got a few friends in the business who are just like, man, I wish you weren't doing so well at this. Cause I would do this, this, and this, yeah. you know? Uh, and then, you know, or you, or you, the problem, the problem is, is once you once you get a fan base, it sucks, but they don't want they don't want you to do anything different. They want you to yeah. keep doing the thing that they fell in love with you with, and you got to respect them for that because, like, that's you know, like when you buy a Jack Johnson album, you want it to sound like Jack Johnson, right? Well, yeah, 
I yeah. I mean, I have a few things or thoughts maybe to say about that. Uh, if you don't mind me interrupting, I guess maybe, but it's do like, it, do it, go, 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 please. I, I always think of myself probably as a fan first, even maybe more than an artist, but I mean, they're, they're similar and, and it's a duality or whatever, but, um, I always feel like as an artist, at least, even if you do have a fan base and I'm certainly not saying that I do or really know what it's like, but I feel like you can still give your fans what they generally want by kind of sticking to your guns and then experiment a little, like, especially if you're writing a full blown album. It's like, you don't need to write 10 songs that all kind of sound the same. You can write five that you're pretty sure people will like, like that's in your wheelhouse. But then you could write, you know, write five that are kind of more off to left field a little bit. And I've well, never, I've never really understood why either a fan or an artist would get totally upset about that. Cause I feel like there's still well, room to grow and still room to experiment. Uh, I, I agree. Listen, man, I, if you listen to our stuff, yeah. You can go through and just hear different styles of music every single song. Yeah. I don't That's cool. like I never wanted to get pigeonholed into into a certain brand or a certain style. You know, like I I never I never wanted to I never wanted to have our band be known as oh they're one of these bands. They're they're this band. Yeah. Which is that which 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 when it comes to marketing is tough because Oh, well, what type of music do you play? Well, our shit sounds like, you know, if, if Sublime and the Black Crows had a baby, you know, and you got to yeah. tell people, so, oh, I, I would listen to that. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Well, here you go. Here's a sticker, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and, and it's just, it's, um, it's tough to like, you know, to sell things. Oh, well, you know, I, you know, well, sometimes there's a couple songs that I rap on. Oh, there's a couple songs that are, yeah. um, you know, full-blown blues rockers. There's other songs that are jam funk songs, some reggae songs. You know, it's like, it, it's hard on that end. But where if I was a Jack Johnson and mm. someone came to me, hey, what do you play? I play Hawaiian acoustic surf rock. And that's just an easy thing to say. If I'm John Mayer, I play singer, songwriter, blues music. Yeah. You know, I play Dave Matthews. You know, like, you know, it just, that would be just an easy way to say it and I, and I like there's a part of me that does wish I did like that but there's a part of me that I'm really glad I don't because the mm -hmm. artist in me like would fucking die if I had to just yeah. stick to one type of music you know yeah and one of my old uh, guitar instructors also used to say in some ways it's liberating being tied to a set of rules especially musically or artistically because like if you have a defined parameter that you're working in, whether it's a scale or like an idea or a genre, you sort of have a little bit of liberty in a way because it's like, well, now I know exactly what I'm not going to do. So I can definitely play around with the rules that we've sort of invented for this, say, like a song and uh, kind of play around with that idea within a set of parameters, which is, I always thought kind of an interesting way to look at it too, where it's like, even if, even if you did purposefully pigeonhole yourself, you could still play around with it. Like, I don't know. It's a, oh, I agree. I mean, like, like, okay. How does some, how does something sound like a Beatles song? You know, like the yeah. Beatles were everywhere. But then like, and, but some people say, Oh, that reminds me of a Beatles song. Well, okay. That, or that reminds me of the Beatles. Well, that might just be one specific, one specific Beatles song, but like you couldn't say that like 
a day in the life and yesterday are anything like each other. You know, the Beatles took incredible chances and they are, and they are like the, the Testament. They're the trophy of like, be as weird as you want. And either people will ride the freight train or they won't, you know? And that was cool. And I don't know. I don't know if the eras have just changed so drastically, but you know, it did seem like back in those early days of pop rock or whatever, big bands like Beatles and Zeppelin, they were the most experimental bands ever, maybe. And yet they were also the biggest bands. And like, it doesn't seem to happen as much now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, when I think of experimental bands now, I think of like uh, like a Vampire Weekend. You know, those guys do weird shit in all their songs. Or, um, you know, I, uh, I mean, before that, maybe LCD Sound System, those guys would do a bunch of really weird noises and stuff Beck I mean like Beck does a ton of weird shit and like I love it Radiohead you know like like their newer newer albums aren't as good as their old ones but they're still you hear them trying to like reinvent new things and it's like Mm. you gotta respect that shit man like that's you know and and then and honestly the guys producing hip hop right now like the producers themselves are doing such cool shit I'm not a big fan of of the actual guys and girls rapping now, I I don't I think they're I think that their cadence, um, their their cadence lends to uh, lends itself to not being able to actually um, not being not being able to put great poetry down, you know, like where I thought like, you know, I thought like you know the Tupacs and the Biggies and Talib Kweli, Jay Z were poet were poets first, with a beat behind them. Where now the beats are so good. The beats are so good, you don't really have to say anything on the on the rap song. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like, like I honestly don't even need to hear what you know what these guys or girls have to say, just because the beat is so badass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. I don't know how we got off on track on this. I don't know. That's <laughs> ah, all good, man. We yeah. got time. If you got time. Um, I got yeah. I got nothing to do, man. You 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 are my whole afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, if we're going to do this like Joe Rogan style, then <laughs> yeah, go for like four hours. Let me, let me nah. take some DMT real quick. and uh, Yeah. Uh, I, I, I need to go to the gym, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no worries. I usually uh, keep these things around an hour. Uh, okay. Nothing, nothing uh, too specific, but uh, this does seem like a good time to get into some fan questions, if you're down. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Sean, Sean told me, Sean, yeah. Sean Riley told me, I think it was Sean Riley who told me yeah. about the fan questions. I'm excited yeah. for this. All right, cool. By the way, yeah. by the way, I didn't read them. I like, he, he's oh, okay. like, yeah, somebody posted them up and I refuse to go read them because I want to be, I want to be surprised. So I'm really excited. <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah, one of my, right. uh, one of my buddies is Matt, uh, I actually don't know how to say his last name, Lizer. Liz, does that sound right? Matt Lizer? Yeah. <laughs> I know Matt um, Lizer very well. I drank beers with him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, he's working over at uh, 818 now, so I get to see him yes. a fair amount. But uh, I think I got to give him the first question because, actually, I don't know. He might have had a bunch. But um, he did uh, say, let's see, we'll start with uh, a time you snuck into a show to see Justin Timberlake. How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so... We were playing in South by Southwest, um, nice. whatever year that that 2020 like the, that suit and tie song came out. Like Justin hadn't had it 
album in a couple yeah. years. Yeah. So we're playing South by Southwest, and um, um, the whole like we we got we had no more shows left uh, for the week. We were done. It was Saturday night, and the big thing was that Justin Timberlake was going to play some secret show in Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and cool. Justin Timberlake had just gotten himself a part of like trying to rebrand MySpace. Yeah. This huge building downtown that was covered in the MySpace logo. I'm like, <laughs> it's fucking there. Like I'm telling yeah. you, this secret show is in that building. And I don't, you know, it had, it had barricades in front of it. And I'm yeah. like, there's that, that, sh- that is a fucking show going on there. Like I'm telling <laughs> you. And it's a tiny little spot. I mean, it was a place that was like, you know, no bigger than a Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so. Um, anyway, so I, uh, I, everybody's out drinking. We get done, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go try to get into this fucking show. So, um, I go to a back alley, and I see these people sitting by a back door, and I'm like, hey guys, what's up? And they're like, um, this woman's like, yeah. So, this is my office. I work here. Uh, but you know, they came in and like built a stage and just built a venue out of nowhere my manager's going to let me in. Yeah. So just hang out with us. I'm like, fuck yeah. So the manager comes out and was like, it's at capacity. We can't let anybody in. So I'm like, okay, I exhausted that option. I go around the front of the building and there is two girls and a guy and they're talking to a security guard. And the security guard is kind of doing this like, yes, like he's getting like the information from security guard heaven, right? Yeah. And, like, he's kind of doing the nod. He's doing the nod. And so I walk right behind him and just stand right behind them. Like, just like I've yeah. been here the whole time. Quiet. Yeah. And he's like, okay, guys, come on. You can come up. So he brings our, he brings this group, and I'm with them, to the front of the building. He's like, he's like, okay, uh, the two girls, you guys can go in first. We're at capacity. When two people, when, when someone else leaves, you two guys can go in. And the guys, like, I could see the guy's face, like, what do you mean, you two guys? And I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, you don't have to get me in. Just don't get me kicked out. I'm like, yeah. the second we get in this building, you're never going to fucking see me again. Like, yeah. I won't. I promise. So we stood there quietly. Two dudes left. We walked in, and we saw Justin Timberlake and this 30-piece band play for about 150 people inside wow. of a venue the size of a Burger King. Awesome. And it was amazing. And yeah. I I was, you know, a casual fan of the songs that had like been on, you know, like in sync or whatever, you know. You yeah. know, you know the song, but I wasn't a fan until I saw that. And I mm-hmm. dude, that is that kid, that man, I mean Christ, he's yeah. forty now, but that yeah. man is one of the most talented human beings I've ever seen. He came out on stage with just an acoustic guitar. And he played, you know, one of his older songs, put the guitar away, curtain open up, 30-piece band, horn section, wild shit. And, you know, came out. They did a cover of In Excess's I Need You Tonight. Nice. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with that from the 80s, but, you know, and he just fucking murdered it. And, um, dude, it was the only thing I had. um, My phone fucking died. So Mm. I couldn't even take any pictures. I tapped the lady on the shoulder next to me, and I was like, hey, can you take two pictures of me and text me it? I'm like, I, my phone's yeah. dead, and I, no one's going to believe I got in this fucking show. I was like, not only do I get in the show, once once the show's over, I meet Wayne Coyne from uh, The Flaming Lips. Oh, wow. Right? He There's a little corner bar, and all they're serving is 
Kettle One vodka mixed with vitamin water. That's the only thing they have, but it's free. Yeah. And Wayne Corn and I are drinking, and I'm like, dude, I fucking, I, you know, I love your fucking band, man. Yeah. And he's like, you're gonna like what's next. He's, uh, uh, you know, uh, Questlove's doing a drum set with a DJ. So I uh, walk out, and uh, it's uh, RJD2, and he's got like nine turntables with Questlove playing real drums. And I was nice. like, this is fucking awesome. And that's yeah. like snuck into it, did not have credentials had no possible way of being in there, but also had no cell phone to document what was happening. I had some lady yeah. take a picture of me. Like, that was, yeah, that was amazing. Sounds like a good That's, day, man. Sounds dude, that was, that was, that, <laughs> yeah, that was a hell of a night, man. That was, yeah, that was, that was super crazy. <laughs> All right, what else? What's next? I promise uh, this, these answers will get shorter from here on out. Yeah. Matt also asked you to tell the story of the second time you got crabs, but I figure we can uh, <laughs> bounce over that one. <laughs> uh, never, never have had crabs. I know. Maryland He's crabs, just, yeah. the crustacean, yes, delicious. He's he's just sassing you. But, I know. Uh, um, he's sassing you by proxy now. So yeah. that's, uh, that's a new one, I guess. Yeah, um, what a dick. <laughs> Mike Schilling says grower or shower. That's literally the first question. Uh, uh, grower. <laughs> Def definitely a grower. Yeah. Um, Vern Smith There's says... a lot of these people. <laughs> yeah. Vern Smith says, ask him about good Charlotte. So I take it there's something there. Oh, but... I, punched Joel, I punched Joel Madden in the face once. Oh. All yeah. Right. Um, Any more details to that? Or... Yeah. We... we uh, Right when they were first starting out, um, we were, we were, you know, I was like 14, 15. Yeah, 15. It's like, you know, like, yeah. couldn't drive, couldn't drive yet. And we were playing, I was in a, I was in a band with Vern, and uh, we were playing in Annapolis, and uh, they were just being assholes. Like, yeah. They were, they, him and his brother were just being like, just they were mean. They were just being like super dicky mean, and like yeah. they were just kind of starting to get a little bit, a little bit of popularity. But they were mm. playing every Sunday night at a bar called Armadillos in Annapolis, yeah. and uh, they had like played with us once, and they were real disrespectful with our like equipment, like mm. our shit. You know, I mean, we're, I mean, we're like teenagers, it's like our first guitar amp, and they were just like being yeah. really like aggressive assholes, and I uh, punched Joe Madden in the face. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Claimed to I, I, actually, I, I threw him. I, I punched him and, and uh, threw him into a window <laughs> of a hardware store, which is now um, uh, 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 what's the barbecue place? The fucking in Annapolis, the Patriot Barbecue, not um, Mission Barbecue. Yeah. So whatever whatever building was Mission Bar, that's Mission Barbecue now. Whatever it was then, I threw him into that window. That's the end of that story. <laughs> And and it's been longer than ten years, so he can't sue me All right. anymore. There you go. <laughs> we can edit out the story if we needed to, but whatever. No, it's fine. It's oh. fine. No, it, hey, it, it would one hundred percent happen. So I don't. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, for some reason, Christina Warden says, "Make sure I mention panties as many times as possible." But I'm not uh, really I sure mind. I want. I want to know why. I, I, I hate that. I hate that fucking word. All right. So I 
figured yeah. something. I don't, something. I don't, I don't like, I don't like panties. And I also don't like the word cock. No, all right. Like they're both, like they're both gross to me. <laughs> Maybe well, it's because uh, I'm such a drummer. Yeah, could be. Um, <laughs> let's see if these questions get a little, a little bit uh, more normal. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit better here. Um, let's see. So here's one. Uh, Peter McDonough asks. Uh, how your influences have changed. He says he knows that uh, you were early influenced by Dave Matthews a lot. Um, what factors added influence and what profound effect do current musicians paying their dues currently have on you? I think you answered some of that stuff already, but um, I don't know if there's something you want to add there. It's kind of a good old... job, Pete McDonough. Also, yeah. Pete McDonough and I used to work in a kitchen together. Uh, okay. Who uh, Coffin's Tavern. Uh, right on. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Dave, Dave Matthews is my first yeah. love. Like that. Like he was the first, or Dave Matthews Band was the mm. first thing that I really got into that I totally loved. Especially yeah. that live at Luther College, him and Dave and Tim. Mm -hmm. Like that first Dave and Tim album, I was just like, damn, you can play acoustic music like that and it sounds that cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but since then, though, um, you know, I, I, dude, I, I went through a full-blown, like, emo pop-punk thing, dude. Like, yeah. Say Anything, the uh, Motion City soundtrack, and, uh, um, you know, uh, the Used, and shit like that. Like, like I went through yeah. a full-blown phase of that, where I love that music. Um, I'm currently going through a phase of, like, um, of, like, kind um, of, uh, I want to say like a, a like almost eighty sounding um, indie music now. Yeah. You know, there's like um, um, cu a couple of different uh, bands that I've, that, that that you find out just kind of, and I and I've I've really gotten into um, to some of that. So there's there's this girl Orion Sun. I really yeah. dig her right now. Like she's got a really pretty voice, and like all her all her stuff is like really uh, downbeat um, and just. It's great for doing fucking homework too, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Great for doing dishes too, um, you know. And it just dude, I kind of take from everywhere. And and I'll say something to, to to Pete, which is funny. Peter was a big fan of a band called Gomez. I don't know if you remember yeah. those guys, but he um, got me into those guys, and uh, he was a big Grateful Dead guy too. And I hated the Grateful Dead until about two years ago. Really. When John Mayer joined the goddamn Grateful Dead, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Like, you mean to tell me my, one of my favorite guitar players is in the Grateful Dead? I will listen, <laughs> finally. So I I like a few Grateful Dead songs now, specifically the ones that John sings. But that's, but like, that's where I'm at. That's the changes. All right. Sweet. Well, that was a pretty uh, comprehensive <laughs> answer, I think. Hopefully. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, you're good. Uh, I think that'll that'll cover. Got to give the uh, the listeners what they want here. Yeah. Um, so then, I think we have one more question. Um, okay. Well, actually, wait. It's Peter McDonough again. <laughs> so, um, uh, let's see. He's also asking: Is it different listening to music when you play? Uh, can you still enjoy a live show, or do you look at diff look at it differently? once you play live 
Um, um, yeah. Okay. So, first off, if there's if it's a talented person, you can't you can't not look at it, and not gravitate to it, man. Um, yeah. uh, do you know the the struts are? You ever heard of the struts? Oh yeah, I've seen the struts for sure. Dude, how yeah. good is that motherfucker? Yeah. Their lead singer. Dude, oh, yeah, you crazy. can't deny that. Brood, yeah. dude, like, 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 you can't deny how good he, like, that guy's energy on stage was fucking contagious. Like, yeah. you, I, I had never felt more invigorated to be at a rock and roll show than when I saw those guys. And, yeah. you know, if, when I, when I go see, like, a younger band, if they're not tight, I understand, mm. you know, you, you guys, you gotta be young, you guys are grinding, you know, yeah. but when I see older musicians, who think they're the shit mm. and they strut around stage cocky as fuck and they suck. I will 100% yeah. I'll like, I will tune them right the fuck out because like if you are working hard and paying your dues and like just trying to make a new sound and you're humble, I will give you, I will, I will give you the benefit of the doubt over and over again. But if you come mm. on stage cocky as hell and you act like you're, so, you're a badass yeah. and you're, and you're, you're not, I just will. Just won't, I won't even. I won't even pay attention to your shit. Like, just you gotta be humble, man. That's a good. That, like, I will take a humble, nice musician who isn't great over somebody who thinks they're great every day. Like, I, I, I try to pride myself on being the most like approachable person ever. Like, mm. not even in music. I'm talking at like Safeway. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, somebody could come to me and be like, what's your opinion on that provolone? And I will give them my honest opinion on the provolone. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, like, that's, yeah. that's the type of person I try to be, man. And I hate it when people are, when people are cocky, especially nowadays. 2021, man, we ain't got nowhere to even play. So, how are you going to be an asshole yeah. now? You know, how are you going to be an asshole in this? This, this is the great equalizer, you know? But yeah, whatever, whatever that whatever that was about. Yeah. Good job, Pete. <laughs> yeah, solid. I'll tell you, solid. I'll tell you a, a funny story about this guy, Pete. Okay. I've never seen anybody drink more coffee than Peter McDonough. He right. would drink. He would he would like go to a Seven Eleven and get like they're back. In, I don't know if you can get them anymore, but you could get like a two pot of coffee to go. Wow. Right. And he would drink. He would drink two full pots of coffee on like one night shift, like six p.m. six p.m. to eleven behind it behind the behind the grill, and he would drink like two full two full shits of it. Like yeah, like dude was like he would like we we would be hustling together, boy, <laughs> dying in the kitchen together. Nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Hopefully his kidneys are all right. <laughs> Oh, no, no, dude, you know, I tell you, I mean, he's he's a smooth yeah. operator now. He's he's yeah. he's cool. He's yeah, he's 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 a great dude, man. And I tell you, like I I, it's you forget about, um, like, you know the the little the the, the little individual steps that get you to loving the certain music you love now. And mm -hmm. Pete McDonough, I'm glad he asked two questions because that dude introduced me to some really cool music that has like helped me out. I dig that motherfucker a lot. Awesome. Well, it's good. Then uh, got the shout outs there. Honestly, yeah, that's man. usually how I kind of wind these things down is usually just kind of, 
you know, whatever we didn't cover. I mean, I think you got a shout out to your mom in there already. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And a couple more. Sorry, here. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, parents are the biggest fans, man. So Yeah. Gotta, that is. Um, but I don't know. Shout outs or just anything I didn't cover, maybe, or we didn't talk about. Um I'll to 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 anybody who wants to try to get in this. Um I, uh, I I once got asked to to do um to do a class at uh, Berkeley up hmm. in Boston about like being about actual like grinding it musicians. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I would say to anybody, especially, you know, this podcast is the part time rock star podcast. Hmm. Um, is to keep doing it every yeah. single day. Pick up your guitar and take twenty minutes of your day and do something to move your career forward. Whether it's put an Instagram post up, put a little video up, sit on your guitar and maybe try to hash out a little bit of a song or like, or write some words down. Fuck when you're taking a shit, you know, make a little poem, you know, instead of, <laughs> instead of playing video games or, or looking through Facebook, you know, dude, like, uh, be a part of your own career, be a part yeah. of your own success. And, and like, the people who really want it, eventually someone's going to find you and it'll happen. And the people who don't, who don't really want it are clearly just going to just never put enough work in or enough effort to actually get anywhere, you know? Yeah. And also though, if you just want to be a part-time person too, that's great. And enjoy yourself and keep making music and make it fun. Like if, it, if it's, when it becomes full-time, it does get job-like, but also Make sure you find it fun too. I don't know. That's yeah. whatever. Also, and don't buy anything from fucking Guitar Center anymore, man. That's another <laughs> thing. Like I'm, I'm gonna tell you this shit on the real. So, my my mom for Christmas got me a hundred dollar gift card to Guitar Center. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go online. I want to buy a banjo. Right. Okay. And I want to do a hundred bucks of this gift card. Right. Mm -hmm. And the rest in my pay with a normal normal debit card. Right. Guitar Center immediately swipes the gift card, takes the gift card, and then, you know, I got plenty of cash in my bank. For some reason, they won't let me do the second-hand transaction. I call up corporate office. I get on the phone with a dude. Okay, we're working it out, working it out. Hey, man, there's something wrong with your card. Go to your bank. Call me back tomorrow. That was two months ago. Yeah. I haven't been able to get a hold of the guitar center. I've tried calling all the way up the corporate ladder. A, can't get a hold of the guy that I originally talked to. B, no one will even, like, uh, deal with me anymore because Guitar Center's gone out of business, right? Those motherfuckers just took my $100 or took my mother's $100 and put it back in their pockets. Fuck Guitar Center. <laughs> Fuck Guitar Center forever. <laughs> All right. Road You're going out on that. 2024. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I personally shop at Atomic and at Bills, so I don't yeah. know. Support the little so guy. I have, so I, I, I'm, I'm a Bills guy now too. Yeah. I, I live in Lansdowne, and Bills okay. is my, Bills is my, is my go of choice. So those guys out there are excellent. Please support your local place anyway. But yeah. if you do go to your car center, steal from those motherfuckers. I think you can fit your pockets. Picks, yeah. the strings, fuck it, snark tuners. Well, 
not too worried about getting a guitar center sponsorship on this thing anyway. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're going out of business. They're like, yeah. it's over. It's over anyway. Um, but yeah, I feel like that pretty much covers it. It's a good chat here about an hour in. Um, I don't think I asked you yet, which song that you want me to plug on this episode. If it was the new one, or if you wanted me to find, do something I'll else. I'll do the, you know what, uh, either, uh, Jigsaw or Regulate, whichever whichever right. one you, you like the best, whatever one you, whatever you, I, I don't care. Okay. I'm just happy yeah. to be on this, man. Nah, man, I'm happy to have you on here. You're old veteran of the scene, man. It's like, these... this, is, this is the third podcast I've ever done in my life. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, you're uh, you're a big uh, piece of the puzzle, man, out there, at least around here in Baltimore. So I appreciate it, man. I appreciate um, it. Thank you. Moving forward. Hopefully I can keep, you know, supporting your music and everyone else's. This is really no skin off my back. Um, and ultimately, it's kind of fun, really. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I tell everybody, you know, you're welcome back on anytime, especially if you got something new coming out down the road. Yeah, man. It's not yeah, hard to we, do. We, we Bond and Bentley should be having something um, new soon where we've been we've been doing a little bit of writing. So okay. we got we should, have, we should have a new single coming out here in a couple of months or so. We're just... Uh, Got to book some studio time and you know, yeah. hammer down some details in the songs we want to make happen. But we're we got we got new stuff coming, baby. Sweet, yeah. I figured this would be sort of like a joint promotion of your um, your solo stuff, but also Bond and Bentley. Um, so I'll drop some flyers and uh, have this out shortly. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, like I said, just hit me up whenever, and uh, I'll try to make out to one of your shows here soon. I don't know Absolutely, next time. Man. Thanks for having me, brother. I, I appreciate it, dude. And you know, keep keep doing things like this, man. Like, there's plenty of you know guys and girls out there who would love a little bit, you know, a little bit extra platform, man. You know, they would. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, man. You're doing you're, do, you're doing good work, man. Thanks, man. I I appreciate it. I figure wow. I might get a couple extra streams on all of our songs somehow. Um, yeah, dude. Seriously, so. man. Like that's it's it's just as good for for both of us, man. Yeah, I'll invite you to the. I have like sort of a secret Facebook group. I call it the the alumni of the podcast. So All right. You are consider yourself the alum an alumni now. Woo! You can uh, get in the in there, and then I have a I have a Spotify playlist for the podcast too. So I've already added uh, Bonton Bentley and your stuff to that as well. My man. So thank you. That pretty, that pretty much covers it, dude. Um, enjoy yeah, your man. your evening. And, uh, yeah, man, you cross, too, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Hopefully we'll cross paths soon. Please. Talk to you uh, soon, man. See you, So, yeah, I want to thank Ray for coming on the episode. And thank you for listening and supporting local music. The song you're hearing in the background is called Jigsaw by Ray Rune, which you can find on Spotify or wherever you prefer to listen to music. Like I said, it also has a cool music video, so if you like it, definitely check it out. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, have a good week. Now my mom won't let it be Stuck between two and me Oh, she knocked me off my hustle And I know that I'm in trouble. Oh, oh, oh. She is 
can't divide my time like that Overcoming just a dab How the pain is I react Oh, she knocked me on my hustle She more pain than I can juggle And I know that I'm in trouble Oh, 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 she a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle.